Okay, after three hours of discussing Fast and the Furious movies, we go on to our podcast video discussion, and we are at episode 10 of Casual Discussions with the Boys, whoa, whoa. Um, and for this one, we're still in our phase two journey, and we're looking at Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, start as we usually do, boys, what were initial thoughts when seeing this movie for the first time? Caleb, and then Josh, and then David. Thank you for managing that well. Um, I actually, surprisingly, I didn't see this movie at the cinema. Um, which you didn't see many of Phase Two. No, cinema, I yeah. no, I didn't. Beside Captain, <laughs> beside Captain America and Ultron, I think were the only two that I saw at the cinema. But yeah, I didn't watch it at the cinema. Not because, not because I didn't care, or because I maybe it was just at a time when I was busy and I didn't go to the cinemas that much. I don't really know. But um, I'm, as you boys know, I'm probably, I'm not a big, opposite to Malika, I'm not a big galactic person. Like, I don't I don't love movies like Star Trek. I, I haven't watched any of the Star Wars movies. People can roast me in the comments for that later. Um, but, like, I don't, like, I don't get into that sort of, sort of movies, really. So, this, I, the idea of this movie didn't appeal to me whatsoever. Like, it was not good uh, at all. So, but when it came out later on like i don't know it was on netflix i think before it went moved to disney plus um so i probably watched it three years ago two years ago i watched it before infinity war either way so i watched I it um before that but when i watched it like I, as you know if you go back and look at my list of top marvel movies that we have on our facebook page quick plug um there's a reason it's pretty high in my list of top movies because i, I think this movie does something that not a lot of movies did at this stage which was combine a, a marvel character or storyline that not a lot of people knew about and then made it completely different to every other movie that's been made but did it in its own its own lane it was totally different it was totally unique um i also love chris pratt like i love him from parks and recreation i was a big fan and so like it's interesting that i didn't watch it at the time because i love chris pratt um but watching it now, it's like they did something with a character that was very unique. And I think Chris Pratt, interestingly, has like been one of the few Marvel characters that have done Marvel well, but also done a lot of stuff outside of that since making Guardians. Like he's done a lot of other movies. He's been the face of Jurassic World, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't know, overall, I think when you first watch the movie and you have that scene where he lands on Morag after he gets abducted on Earth, lands on Morag, he does the whole, like you think... It starts off like every other Marvel movie. So he's walking through Morag and you think it's going to be this intense like throwdown. And then he pulls out the, like the, um, the I don't know what's, the, the, is it a Walkman or a tape? It's a Walkman, right? Oh yeah, the pulls, cassette player. No, 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 it's a, it's a cassette, no, it's cassette player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulls out, <clears throat> so throwback. Pulls out the cassette player, plays plays a song. And then as the song hits, the big Guardians of the Galaxy title screen comes up. 
yeah. it was kind of similar to the cap movie that like at that point you're like okay this is going to be a very different marvel movie but you knew when that happened that scene happened it was like okay this is going to be very different mm. um so look i think that overall it was great i think it introduced us and we have to we have to add bonus points to that it introduces to thanos the actual thanos like josh um josh brolin thanos and introduces to ronan the accuser which comes up a lot later um and so that was great. Uh, I think overall, I think my impressions of it is that it was a great movie. Wouldn't crack probably my top three, but like it, it's in the top 10 easily. I don't know where I placed it on the list, but yeah. For some reason when you were introducing Thanos and you said Josh, I was trying to think of the last name and the first name that came to mind was Groban. I was like, hey, Josh Groban, it's Thanos. Whenever I think of Josh Groban, I don't think of him opera. I think of him off the office. You know how he was, um, <laughs> and his brother. his brother from the office. And like, to me, oh, when you right. say Josh Groban, it's like, oh yeah, Josh Groban from the office. It's like the poor guy probably has so many people that only know him from the office. Also, and so Josh Groban, who made the Avengers. Back to this, I, um, sort of similar to what Chance was saying, I, coming into this movie, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were at all. Like, I sort of knew the mainstream marvel heroes but when you said guardians of the galaxy the only thing that i recognized was the marvel symbol i guess mm. um so i i was a big and still i'm like I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd um i in again in contrast um i had watched a lot of the star trek and stargate and star wars and all of that kind of stuff um as i was younger with my dad or when i was younger with my dad and all that kind of stuff so that kind of that kind of side brought me sort of attracted me into it as well but I think I just sort of was riding the hype train a little bit with all the Marvel movies that were coming out. Um, and when I watched it, like, I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it just made me want to know more about the sort of wider universe, like the wider Marvel, Marvel universe, because I think this movie touches on a lot of stuff really lightly. Um, like you had the, what is it, the Celestials? Yeah. Who's like that, that one shot where they're just like, he's sort of mentioned when they're talking about the the stone and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. well, and then the big skull. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, there's so much that's touched on here that I'm, I'm, some of it's already been covered. Some of it, I think then moving into it with this next phase. Um, so it just made me want to explore a lot more. And I think this movie did like Chance was saying, did that really well. It introduced us and it really made us intrigued about sort of everything else that's going on. And again, I think, uh, I mean, I think for me, the best part about this movie was the soundtrack. Like I, I loved mm. their decisions and their choices. And I think it was really different in comparison to some of the other movies. Cause it felt like for this, the soundtrack was like a, an actually a major part of their decision-making in how they wanted to tell the story and how they wanted you to feel while watching the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, initial, initial thoughts is, yeah, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. David. Okay, well, before I get started, I got two things I got to say. So the first one is to you, Caleb. Yeah. So you said you didn't watch this movie in the movies. Now, I remember, I have one of those weird memories. I remember after I saw the movie in the movies, messaging you and be like, dude, you know, it was was a good movie (coughs) and all that. And I I was telling you, so, so you liked it. And the whole time I was thinking, Caleb has seen this movie. So I got to prove to him how... But now I'm starting to think maybe you hadn't seen the movie because you said you watched it when it was on DVD. <laughs> I wouldn't have watched it. I did. I definitely didn't watch it in the cinemas because, well, I know. So for those that know us and our lives, fans of ours, whatever. Um, Jared, <laughs> my brother, who David, you also know, he loved it. He watched it at the cinemas. Yeah. So 
Um, but yeah, maybe maybe I was just saying, did you love it? I don't, I don't really know. But It's just funny because at the time, I remember I was coming off the Marvel train. So I think I was trying to prove to you that I still liked Marvel. And I'm thinking, like, oh, Caleb probably seen this movie three times. So <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's like how many years later, it's, I'm just learning that you actually hadn't seen the movie. So. David's actually just spoiling everything as he's messing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't, I didn't have to watch it because you just it's like, oh, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's just a great ending, bro. Watch you do that moment? It's a really in-depth description. And my second thing is, Josh, where have you been my whole life? I just found out you like Star Trek. I mean, oh, I, bro. <laughs> I, I am a huge, yeah, huge Star Trek, Stargate, all of that. Like, oh. I burned through all of that with Dad when I was younger. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm learning was... so much through this podcast. That's but, what this is about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, coming on to, so yeah, I went and saw Guardians, I remember in the Gala Cinema. Um, I didn't know oh, what to do. Gala. Yeah. Gala, respect. <laughs> Mate, got to like support the local cinema. Pop- popcorn, <laughs> drink- popcorn drinking a lollipop for seven dollars. <laughs> Represent. Uh, that was too much for me when I was eighteen. <laughs> it's still <But> yeah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I didn't know what to expect because I remember, like, in legal studies, when I'm actually supposed to be studying law. My friend's like, oh, bro, they cast Bradley Cooper as the raccoon and Vin Diesel's going to be the tree and the guy from The Walking Dead's going to be a blue alien with a fin and the big guy from Parks and Recreation, he's going to be like this buff dude and the Avatar chick is going to be the green chick. And I'm just like, I don't know what to think of this movie. Like, and then it, it was like super ravey and all that. I'm like, all right, I've got to go and see it. And I, I look, I've enjoyed it a lot more as time's gone on. I enjoyed it when I saw it. I think this what got me back onto the Marvel train. I'm not in the camp of this is the best movie ever made, but mm. I think it achieves what it needs to achieve. And what I liked about it, I think it's what I told Caleb at the time, besides telling him the whole ending and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. I, lo- I loved it too. It was awesome. Yeah. But I, what I liked about it was it was different to other sci-fi movies, as, as in it was like what Star Wars would have felt like when it first came out. Like It gave me that feel of just being this very fun, very... Just, yeah, a bit campy, a bit light type of sci-fi film. Well, at the time, all the sci-fi films were dark and gritty and intense and, you know, all that. Well, this one's like, let's just have some fun with it. So that's dun, how I... Dun, 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 know, dun. <laughs> I've it at the time, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, cool. but, yeah. get your <laughs> exactly. Which Star Wars movie are you talking about? <laughs> Which one was fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say New Hope's fun. I mean, like, Any, <laughs> anyone with Jar Jar Binks, which is only one. I know that for a fact. <laughs> and brilliant, the best one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, keep going. Did you have more? Um, I, one thing, when I walked out of the Guardians, I remember thinking about it, so I thought, I really want to watch Star Trek with someone, but I just have no one to watch it with. <laughs> Damn, dude, that, didn't, that didn't happen, though. Tune into a separate Star Trek podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my initial feels, I actually have this movie in my top 10, and I was surprised to see I put it above Avengers, like the first Avengers, which... Yeah, kind of back and forth. But anyways, in regards to what I first thought when I saw it, yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Um, as we've all said, it was a very different approach to the sci-fi genre. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point, anything sci-fi had already been done. Like, how much more could they go yeah. on with? And then, yeah, James Gunn just introduces retro musics, jokes, and superhero 
genre on top of it. So it, it was definitely something new. Um, my understanding of the Guardians of the, at the time were they were just space police. Like they go around, trouble would happen, and then they just deal with it. Whereas in this, they were kind of like reluctant to help. They had their own selfish thing. So I like the idea that it was a bunch of misfits coming together and then forming this ragtag group of whatever they were. And I think what I respect about it is the fact that there was no movies prior to this one talking about their origins or anything. So off, mm. off the bat, you just had uh, backstories on whoever... Uh, relevant at the time, Star Lord, I guess, and certain other ones, but not too deep to make you lose interest, and mm. just enough to keep the story going. So, I did like that, and yeah, the retro aspect of it, I I really enjoyed as well. So, well, like even with Gamora, right? You don't really see much of her backstory until like, isn't it like way later on when they actually? I don't, I can't remember which movie it is, but it's Infinity War, yeah, you, like, yeah, you don't Infinity hear about War, it. They, Infinity War, yeah, where they show Thanos going to her home planet, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, like even then, like she sort of touches on what happens, but you don't see it until like essentially almost the the whole end of this saga, which yeah. is what I think. I, I remember watching it. Like I rewatched it a couple of days ago for the podcast. Um, this is also talking about how uh, my wife loves Captain America movies. This is probably the other one that is her favorite. So interestingly, like she will sit down and watch this one anytime. We watch it together. Um, but one of the things that I appreciated heaps was like, you get the opening scene, which I guess is really emotional and touching with his mom and, and whatever, and, and how, you know, his dad's an angel, but just watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he's just, he's not even a dickhead. Um, and then we get that whole scene and then he goes up into space. Can I just say, I'm super thankful that we didn't get a whole like young Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, like, like montage crap. Like, I'm just so thankful that we just went from like that one scene to like him being Star Lord, like I, we we just didn't need it. Like I think that's yeah. one thing that Marvel yeah. has done so well. Even with like when we get into Tom Holland, Spider Man, blah blah. Like they kind of trust that. Like number one, if you like the characters, you're gonna do research enough to know what their origin is. And number two, if you don't, you probably don't care that much, and you're probably going to the cinema so you can go hang out with your friends and have popcorn. And then like that's cool. So it's kind of like we don't need this like campy annoying origin like teenage story blah 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 we just can we can just have like them in their their element like we, yeah. it's more i think what this movie did well and set other movies up in marvel was we had origin stories of the group forming rather than origin stories of the individual which i think worked really well yeah, so, yeah. it's uh it's interesting you compared it to spider-man because like i think this set set the uh tone for how they could easily just go straight into his story because Spider-Man's already well-known, obviously, so there's not much yeah, they need to do there. But with these guys, I think none of us really knew anything about Guardians at all. Like, mm. no. uh, maybe Malika, because he's the comic book reader in the group, but, like, <laughs> it didn't, I, I had no idea what, what I was walking into. So, yeah, they did well in that aspect. I feel like, um, from what limited knowledge I know about the Guardians, I'm pretty sure the movie's kind of defined where the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to go forward. Because like before then, they were like B-grade type characters. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie's like, all right, now we can actually like push them and make them into something. What did we think of the casting for this movie? The choice of casting? We were talking earlier how some of the side characters, including the voices, were pretty big names. Vin Diesel is Groot is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think he really captures the motion. 
<laughs> if anyone listening knows anybody from Disney or Marvel, I will take, look, I'll take 10 grand to say I am Groot. Like it's, you're saying <laughs> your budget's exploded at this point. You can do whatever you want. Like you don't have to pay him 54 mil. I'll do it for 10 G. Yeah. So on like that, just, we were... We were looking up just before this, and apparently, I don't know how accurate it is, but Vin Diesel apparently made $54 million for for this movie. Does anybody know how much um, Bradley Cooper made for his uh, work as Rocket? Because I just want to compare those two, like, and the effort that went into it. I could well, be they wrong. Was, they were both voice yeah. acting, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think um, Rock, uh, Bradley Cooper's performance as rocket in this movie inspired his movie a star is born (laughs) (laughs) before josh finishes looking that up it wasn't until like like david kind of touched on it when he said his friends were saying this when he was at school about you know or who got casted and it wasn't until i watched it this time that i was like wow like you didn't realize how obscure the casting was until like it's it's normal to us now because we we've watched the movie, but like back in two thousand and fourteen, it was pretty weird. Like yeah. the casting choices were so odd. Like I, I, Zoe I, I, Zoe Zaldana as 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 Gamora was like like again she was kind of big from Avatar, but it was yeah. still like she was after Avatar she'd done a lot more like obscure roles. Like she was kind of this like yeah just she's just, the acting of her is quite obscure which now knowing what gamora is like fits gamora but at the time it was a yeah. bit like okay this is weird chris pratt was like a husky fat guy of parks and recreation who had <laughs> never done it for this film yeah, yeah really tired, who'd never done a leading role and also had never really done anything that wasn't like just him taking the, the piss out of himself like like in parks and rec he's like taking the mickey out of himself sort of so like yeah. To cast him as like the leading man was like a big risk, in my opinion, at the time. Uh, Vin Diesel, I guess, I don't know, we discussed this before. I, I guess the reason they cast him and Bradley Cooper was because it got people to watch the movie because he was in it. Like, is in there like, oh, Vin Diesel's in this movie. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll watch it. I love Fast and Furious or I love The Hangover or I love like, you know, mm. all that sort of stuff. Like, I think that probably got people to watch the movie that wouldn't have watched it before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They're very interesting casting choices. So, yeah, I thought it was such a weird choice as well for them, uh, for the actors to take on the roles that they did. Especially for me, Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper, just because of the movies they usually do, but, and yeah. for them to go into Marvel just as voices, I was like, wait, what? But even going on that, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel went in to have an interview. I think there was talk of him playing like Black Bolt, the main guy in the Inhumans, or playing another role. So he actually come in, I think, to like get a starring role. So can yeah. you imagine like you go in, you're like, look, you know, we could make you one of the big dudes, like you know Robert Downey Jr. and that. But listen, think about this: tree. I am Groot. Fifty-four million. And that's all you need to ever say is, and you're a tree. Like, <laughs> like so, why? Vin Diesel accepted that. Who knows? But money it was bro. a gamble that worked. <laughs> they mean, wrote him a check for fifty-four million dollars <laughs> and said you got three words. That's what really, like, so I don't know how accurate that number is because there's also reports saying 54 mil was his earnings for the entire year, oh, and there's some that are, there are some that are straight out saying 54 mil was his earnings for this movie. Did a Fast and Furious movie come out that year? No, so Fast and Furious Six came out 2013, and, oh, okay. Riddick, and Riddick came out the year before as well in 2000. Oh, okay. So I don't doubt that Vin Diesel would have been a, a sought after name in the industry, as surprising as that is, <laughs> but like. I, I think they were saying Bradley Cooper made only made probably like one to two mil 
What? That was, okay. one, that was worth one article that I read. Oh, so okay. Vin Diesel made more than him. Oh, Vin Diesel destroyed Bradley Cooper. <laughs> what? That's not. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> like oh, sorry, I, re- I do. Re- so, yeah, I, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll be quick. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember talking. I remember us talking. Uh, talking to someone about this. That we looked at the amount he made, and it was a lot. And I remember there's like some interview of Vin Diesel trying to make out like he put so much into. Just saying three words like Nah, bro. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to put more energy into the next one. I am good. Though some reports claim, like, wow. it though some reports claim it might have been closer to five million, the actor Bradley Cooper reportedly only made one point five million for his work in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, but like, but I, uh, they, sorry, they do something to his voice in like you know Infinity War and all that. So it's the point. It doesn't even need to be Vin Diesel anymore. Mm. So still make a lot of money off that. Do you reckon he even comes in to do the Maybe movies it's anymore? The like, if, he's, if they already have the recording of him saying, I am Groot, like, does he need to come in? <laughs> Shit, oh. surely, surely there are, like, sound engineers and stuff who can just, like, change the pitch, change the tonality and all that kind of stuff. Like, like he'll, he'll probably still get paid, but may, maybe they paid him 54 mil and that's, like, that's a 10-movie contract. Like, is it maybe it's like, <laughs> how the heck? Well, I'm not uh, saying maybe it's like you pay him straight up front. Maybe, I mean, look, anyway, but we also take it for granted. Like, I know I said this before, but like we've just mentioned, Fast and Furious 6 came out the year before, Riddick, and then all this sort of stuff. Like, it was still riding high from the Pacifier whenever that was released. <laughs> 2006 or whatever. But he, but like, he was. He was very well known, and like yeah, his yeah. like Barcelona sticks was really. I mean, I should know. I've, I've watched the first five in four days. That's the first time I've ever seen them. The last for four days. <laughs> like five is when like he's really starting to get get into the swing of things. You know what I mean? So like five six is rolling. Guardian <laughs> comes out. Your family now, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. I got <laughs> a space. Really I got what? a space at the dinner table. What I wanted to comment on is the fact I remember in the movie thinking. I could hear Vin Diesel very clearly. Like whenever I grew talk, like it was just Vin Diesel. But when I heard Bradley Cooper talk as Rocket Raccoon, I couldn't tell it was him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was a very good performance. Yeah. For me, it was the opposite. I didn't know. I, I, I really? didn't even know that it was Vin Diesel. But then when it got pointed out, I was like, oh, how can you miss it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah. I completely agree with, um, with Rocket. I didn't, if you had told me Bradley Cooper, again, I think it's one of those things that's like, once you find out that it's him, you can sort of hear the little things in his voice that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's him. Yeah. But on first listen, you're like, no, mm. that's completely different. And well, I saw apparently- raw footage and yeah, like there wasn't much done to his voice. Like that was just his acting. So yeah. Which I guess apparently- might be the point because you don't want just this little psycho raccoon just sounding like Bradley Cooper in Les yeah, Star. true. <laughs> That have you guys um, seen movies like Goodfellas and Casino, like those type of movies? I've seen Goodfellas, yeah. Yeah. You know the not Robert De Niro, not Ray Liotta, the other guy, the small guy. He's a bit got like a Weasley type voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bradley Cooper modelled his voice on that guy, so like, the okay, other, like yeah, a little angry yeah. Italian. I yeah, right. Yeah. So apparently, I also <laughs> just on the the note of Rocket. I remember reading an article when this movie came out that like the cast of the movie, so like. The cast of the movie being uh, Zoe Zardana, uh, Chris Pratt, uh, whoever else was involved in the scenes, I don't really remember. They they were actually really upset that Bradley Cooper 
was actually in the movie because he didn't do any of the motion body capture. That was actually James Gunn's brother. We mentioned this off the, off the podcast who played one of the Ravages. So he's, uh, I don't I think his name's Sean, Sean yeah. Gunn off memory. He did he some, in, and then some, Josh mentioned earlier, a Russian guy did some as well. He did that for, that was for Groot, wasn't it? Oh, the right. Russian sorry. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, for Groot. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean Gunn did like so. You got to imagine. Imagine you're acting on on a movie, and then somebody's there doing all the scenes with you. But then, like when you when you watch the movie, that's not actually because he was doing the lines as if he was Rocket to yeah. help them with their acting. Yeah. When they when they were filming, but he wasn't actually in the movie. So like to mm. them, that would be so weird. Yeah. Because like they'd be hearing this voice for Rocket the whole time, <laughs> and then when you get to the movie, it's not actually him. Like Wait, it'd what? just be weird. I I remember that so, actually. Yeah. I remember Batista saying like, oh, I don't remember Bradley as Rocket. I remember. Yeah. 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 Sean Gunn. Oh, I forgot yeah. Batista was in the movie. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> there was a big thing about that. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> it's funny. We were talking about wrestlers earlier, but yeah. What did what did you think of Batista in this movie? Yeah? Apparently, I'm, I'm just skimming through an article. Apparently, it says that Vin Diesel actually regularly came in to, to voice act for Groot, which I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but Bradley Cooper didn't. And he probably did it like offsite or something. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, that was, no. the why that was sort of. Well, this guy doesn't even rock up here. Apparently, they didn't even like know him hardly. Like it was almost like. Huh? Anyway, I don't want to get into the new lo- the new Lion King remake because I'll get fired up. But it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. So it's like Donald Glover and Beyonce. Thank can you for the love tonight. They weren't even in the same studio. Which just oh, that makes me hate that movie. That gets more. all of my veins pumping because like, how can you make sense? Song like that? Why it's so detached? Why this? How can you sing a song detached? like that? Which, well, anyway, what does it matter? It's my wedding song. Josh sang it at my wedding. I don't want to get into it. But how can you do a song like that? And it, wasn't even, it wasn't even night. It wasn't even night. It wasn't even night. It was probably day. They were probably in their apartment in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, but at least Josh wasn't in another room when he sang it, you know? like Yeah, true. I and it was night time when Josh sang it. sing at Chansey's wedding. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Josh, go on. I don't want to talk about that movie anymore. Um, apparently, so Bradley Cooper still got rigged up. So, like, he still wore some sort of mocap to catch his rough, his rough movements. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, the, the main, main mocap um, with Sean Gunn was Seth, well, Seth Gunn. I didn't realise that oh, that's Gunn. the Ravager that it was. He's like the second in command one. Yeah, and yeah, he ends yeah. up getting the spoilers. He ends up getting the fin. After spoilers, Yondu dies. Because <laughs> he's in Gilmore Girls, yeah, that guy. He's like, anyway, if anyone's seen Gilmore Girls, he's, uh, <laughs> sorry, we're going deep in this podcast for the people <laughs> I enjoy. In the first film, Polish actor Christian Godlewski did the mocap for Groot. (laughs) He basically just wore a blue blue spandex suit and a Groot head on top of his head. And that's how people would make it. Can I just say, going back to Batista for a second, Azita, you mentioned how do we feel about him. I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or let's just say superhero movies in general, so DC movies too, blah, 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 is actually a really good avenue for WWE superstars to go into acting because yeah. it's like you don't have to be like an amazing actor as far as like pulling off like believable roles. You can do a role that's kind of like quirky and a bit odd and like like what what Dave Batista was like where he's a bit like he, he's supposed to be jacked like it's it's, it's not normal. Like Batista's yeah. so big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it's like you couldn't wear a shit. Like, go and watch that Stuba movie, which Malika apparently liked. Like, the dude's too big to be wearing a T-shirt and driving in a car. Like, it's not believable. Whereas in this, like, he just has no shirt on and he's jacked. So, like, it works. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, like, he picked a really good avenue to go into movies in. That's my. That's what I thought about it. So, 
Was he chosen yeah. or did he choose to be? Did he audition? Uh, I think I think they approached him. Yeah, I think I remember reading that that uh, James Gunn approached him for the role. Mm. But well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, just want to know how Dave Batista is. Like when you think of who do I want to play this? Oh yeah, that one wrestler guy. I want him. <laughs> do you guys know that Jason Momoa was originally considered before Dave Batista for Drax? Really? Wow, for Drax. That's interesting. What would you think about that? If I like think, in uh, in a Mandela universe, I think he could pull off that whole, you know, kind of work. that blunt kind of just blit, like doesn't really understand ev- jokes and stuff like that. I think he's too. I think he's too heartthrobby though. That's my opinion. I like it's more like he's at an age now where he's like, okay, it's David he's jacked out of his brain. Like, cool. He's a dad. Like, I think that would have taken away from it. Like if you had Chris Pratt, who was supposed to be like this heartthrob, he'd just gone on this bend, just getting jacked out of his brain. I was like, wow, Chris Pratt looks amazing. He's hot now. <laughs> if you had him and then you had Dave Batista, I think like, if, I mean, if, if sorry, if you had Drax and Drax with Jason Momoa, I think people would only care about how ripped Jason Momoa is, especially yeah. if you had like the long hair and all that sort of stuff. Like, mm. I don't know. That's that's what I think about if, if I was to watch it. But. Yeah. Side note: Apparently, Dave Batista was broke at the time. Really? really? He hadn't worked wow. in three years. He'd gone broke from wrestling, and he was desperate to get a job. He Whoa. got an agent two weeks before he got the audition for Guardians. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, that's hectic. Now he's rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm being realistic, it wasn't a hard role. Uh, he just ah, had to say yeah. one-liners pretty much. But uh, you know, I guess. For me, when I saw it, I was like, it was a different side to Batista I hadn't exactly seen before. So I was like, I was pretty down for it. So they were considering just on, uh, I'm only going to ca- uh, call out the ones that are relevant to this movie. They were considering Jensen Ackles as Star-Lord. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. What? Jensen Ackles as Star-Lord. They were considering Danny DeVito as Rocket Raccoon. Oh, I was very I can see that. that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. that. Yeah. Gal Gadot uh, as Nebula. Oh, another, another Fast and Furious shout out. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Maloney as Ronan the Accuser. I don't know who that is. He's the Law and Order SVU guy. Ah, uh, true. Really? Wow, that would have been dope. You Gina, might not have seen the show, but you, yeah, continue. Gina Carano as Gamora. Another Fast and Furious. What? As Gamora? What? Yeah. Vin Diesel was actually considered for Drax. I could see that. Oh, I could see and that James, too, Earl, James Earl Jones once considered for Groot. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, right. Because yeah. he's a voice. Yeah. Oh, and then... Groot. Oh, hang on. Beyond the Bright Lens. Uh. <laughs> Michael Fassbender as Star-Lord. Wow. Oh, he's too serious. No, yeah. he's too serious. And he was too... Wow. Was he... I'm pretty sure he's too big. You reckon? Michael Fassbender? Yeah. He's a short guy. No, I mean, like, um, charisma. You what do you mean charisma? Like, like, was he famous at the time? Did he have a reputation for other roles already? Magneto. Magneto. Mm. Oh, yeah. There you go. Another Marvel movie. Because <laughs> mm. Marvel's thing is getting guys that, uh, like, for their main character, aren't already tied to other big roles, mm. especially in the superior universe. Unless it's Chris Evans. Human Torch wasn't. He was part of a group of four, so, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> And he's the exception. Okay. <laughs> Jack Black as Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I, I can see that, that too. I think it would have been too much though. Yeah. And like, then, it would have been like over the top. 
they were one of the, aside from Jason Jason Momoa as Drax is the top one, but the other one they were considering is John Krasinski as Nova. Ooh. Uh, I want him as Mr. Fantastic, so I'm glad. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get oh, it for three. sure. He'll get yeah. it. It's already a done deal. Uh, that was a um, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you said the name Danny DeVito and Jack Black that you just don't see Bradley Cooper along those In lines. That, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but I will say this, like Bradley Cooper and just Rocket Raccoon in general has aged really well since the movie yeah. came out. Like, yeah. Like he's got re- like his character development but then also like him in infinity war and in endgame was just brilliant like i think like it worked well when teamed with a bunch of other people so it's like even the lines like i'll get that on like stuff <laughs> yeah. like that like that's that stuff just works really well so yeah um, what are we sorry Rowan. oh nothing i was just thinking but yeah, i was go gonna on. i was gonna say so for me with this movie honestly i find the villain brings it down for me a lot and i understand yeah, I forgot to say like that. Yeah, look, you know, I understand, like, you don't always need a big, you know, awesome villain. But I just, there was just nothing about the villain that got me. Like, I'll be honest, even though Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie, I won't say Hela is the best villain out there. But the, they, she, Kate Blanchard chose the scenery. She loves what she's doing. And I still find her scenes interesting and exciting. But I find this guy is very just dull to me and there's just nothing to him no impact. it felt, it felt um, very disjointed like i didn't yeah. like it almost felt like the aim in the movie wasn't to defeat the villain it was yeah. more which i guess kind of makes sense because this movie was more about bringing together the team as a team and mm. then was, oh yeah and we've got to throw a villain in there i guess mm. but like there wasn't really aside from drax who had like an actual vendetta against him the rest of them were just like oh yeah i guess like you know, Gamora was more so about, you know, going against Thanos. Chris Pratt was just sort of there. Yeah. Groot and Rocket were there for um, for a bounty. So, like, you did sort of feel disconnected from Ronan, I guess. Yeah, to the point, like, now they're talking a lot more about the Kree and how the Kree are going to be this big thing in the MCU. And I almost have to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, that guy was a Kree in Guardians. There was a big Kree thing that was apparently happening. But I don't think about that. I, you know, I don't really Just... remember him that much besides Chris Pratt dancing and being like, dance off, bro. You know, like he just... That's just it. to clear up. Um, so he was just an, an extremist for the Kree, like a fanatic. He wasn't really yeah, yeah. part mm-hmm. of their society. Was it, is that, is that he, what... He, he was pissed off about the peace treaty that they signed. Yeah. With Xander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think like... If you watch Captain Marvel, which shout out, I think it's actually a good movie. Uh, th- there's a lot more explanation. There's a lot more explanation for him in that because, like, mm. it goes into a lot. No, that's true. Like, he's just as dull in that part. Just <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> like the movie. <laughs> it's, oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> it's what you're saying, David. If I if we get to phase two recap and I get pick number one in the villains category and I take around in the accuser, you're going to be a bit upset. <laughs> Uh, you do you, alright? I'll just uh, I won't be happy. Oh. Actually if I, can, if, if I can just touch on something really, really quick before um Chance goes back. So back to the phase one recap where we were t- we were picking our weapons and stuff and Malika chose that chair. chair. We got to see that in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, oh bro, that's that, that was Malika's freaking weapon. <laughs> also it was, it was floating, wasn't it? Was it not yeah, floating? Yeah, it was. It was. I think um, that's all it did, but hey, Malika knows more about it than I do. 
I'll add on to my points about Ronan because I want to hear what um, Chance you liked about him. So you liked Ronan, did you? I liked... So there was a one scene in the movie which start the first time you see him where he basically does this weird ethnic cleansing scene where he like <laughs> takes that guy... <laughs> Does, yeah. this blood, does this weird blood transfusion thing yeah, that was, like, yeah, like, like that yeah. was dope we were like, yeah, yeah. this is sick yeah. I think what I liked about him was like David and I get why people don't like him but to me I liked him because he wasn't that crazy so like because it added to the whole Thanos storyline to me like I was like wow this guy is like like it showed number one you're, you're an idiot for going against Thanos, but number two, like how powerful Thanos actually is. Like he's really controlling what's going on here sort of, sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, like I, I didn't hate him. Maybe I just haven't watched enough, uh, galactic movies to know what proper villains are supposed to be like. Maybe too, for me, it's all comes down to character as in like, you don't have to, but just have some fun with it. Like, I don't like the, I'm Ronan and I'm going to come for you, Thanos and all that. I'm just like, I want like, what I liked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with Ego was, yeah, he was an evil, big CGI dude, but he had it those fit. bits where he's like, excuse me, I've got to go take a whiz. <laughs> you know, like just, you're just those fun little bits where you're like, oh, you actually have a character, but I just found... Which is probably why, after them looking at the movie, they decided to cast a big-name actor as the villain in Kurt Russell as yeah. Ego. Like, they probably looked at it and went, okay, like... We need to have somebody who can actually act in this role. Like, I'm not saying the yeah. acting of Ronan in this movie was good because it wasn't. No. I think the idea of him as a villain is what I like because it's like in people's origin story movies, I think if you throw a big villain in as the first villain, it takes away from the origin of the characters. Whereas All in right. this, it was like Ronan is like not that memorable. So it's like, okay, I, I leave the movie going, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy because they had this whole we're coming of age forming a team type thing so it's like yeah. in the second one they already had that so like they had to actually face a proper villain which is ego so anyway well here's the yeah. thought what if the collector was a bad guy like we're talking about him more but i he oh, he was he's dope he's dope yeah, exactly dude. yeah and he yeah, was only he's... in it for such a short time and he left yeah. a mark it was a dark so, world where we talked about where we don't really know what what we classify him as because <laughs> like, he did like, like you just said it like we he seems like he'd be a good villain just judging in this movie by off how he treated the chick and how he's basically just got imprisoned a bunch of random people but it just seems like he's just a hoarder but we're like we don't really know well like i, I think uh, sorry because i i clicked off just to see the actor's name for ronan are, are we talking about the collector yeah 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 so i feel like with him i especially when going back and re-watching it i was sort of a little bit disappointed that they did just sort of almost do nothing with him yeah because it was like when he sort of first came in what movie was it and they dark go world. into the yeah dark world and you're like oh, okay this guy's something and then they revisit him and go and then you're like, okay, they're starting to build him up a little bit more. You sort of sort to see, you sort of see the sadistic side of him. And you're like, okay, this guy could be a bit of a player later on, especially he seems a little um, sinister and he's like, oh, you know, five left or five more in, yeah. in the dark world and that kind of stuff. So obviously he's trying to hatch a plan. Mm. And I get that he, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like he's, he has to face Thanos and nobody's going to win that. But I don't know. I guess I was... Uh, expect now i guess in retrospect and, and looking back on it i was like oh i'm kind of upset that they didn't really do much with him because i feel like like in 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 agreeance or whatever the word is um i think they could have done a lot with him and i think they could have made him like a really different sort of villain mm. with um 
for my point of view on Ronan. Again, again, my only comparison to like my reference point was uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And I did mention how the Guardians there were kind of like space police and I liked it in the cartoon, but I liked the very different tone and the way it was delivered in this one being its own kind of thing. I'm not sure how it is in the comics, but I liked the, the way, even though it was different, it worked for the movie and this universe. Whereas Ronan in the cartoon was a lot more, I don't know, he, he was he was like, Ronan the Accuser was like literally a judge and he'd like just stuff, he'd stuff you up. Whereas in this one, he seemed like Ronan the Angsty or something. <laughs> it was just a, I don't know. Only listens to Panic at the Disco. Yeah, like the actual name doesn't really fit what he is in the movie. Like, it's like it's like when you read things in history of like George the Jungle, (laughs) Jungle. (laughs) Wow, we should we should review George the Jungle. That'd be great. And number two, and speak to Gadget one and two while we're at it. Shout Um, out Brendan Fraser. (laughs) Come on the the podcast. (laughs) Who severely needs to be cast in the Marvel universe as. Star Wars. Um, George on the Jungle. <laughs> He's in the collector. He's in the collector's store. So where am I even going? Okay, so, well, I don't even know what I was talking about. Um, right okay, in the, right so, the accuser. Right accuser. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in the movie, it's like when he's going to go to a planet, and I think you see this more in Captain Marvel, they're like, don't do it. You're going to get accused. Accused of what? <laughs> he's just going to blow your planet up. What's that even mean? So it's kind of like, it doesn't really fit, like like you said, Zeta, he's more of a judge in the comics and all that sort of stuff, and he's mm-hmm. judging you for sins and penalties, and like, you've done this, so it's come, it's gone against the Cree way, so I'm going to accuse you of that, and I'm going to kill you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this movie like, is just like, I, I hate you, you're accused. <laughs> you're going to get accused. <laughs> I like, like, if if there was anything going for him in this movie in comparison to the cartoon, in the cartoon, he's, he was more of just like an enforcer. So there's no, there was, there wasn't much to much to his story. In this one, he did have a story, but again, I think, like David said, I agree, there wasn't much impact uh, for that. Well, but uh, I think it's overshadowed anyway by the Guardians. Like that was. The well, it's movie. it's to the point, and it's it's unfair to compare Thanos, but like you don't know, like look, you don't know in regards to Ronan who the Kree are. You don't really care about this Kree um, Xandar conflict. But with Thanos, you go into Infinity War and you don't know anything about his backstory yet and they're able to show enough of his backstory. And the reason why you're able to care about it is Thanos cares about it. You can tell it's not, I'm going to destroy you because it's happening. He's sitting there and he's actually like remorsefully thinking about everything that's happened and you feel it. And I know it's unfair because like that's a long way down the track. And even you can say the Thanos in this is not even the Thanos that we see, but mm. it's just, I don't care about Ronan's story. I, I, I feel sorry for the guy, but maybe real life, I'll feel sorry for him. <laughs> in regards to the movie, I just, I don't care about the crew. I don't care about what he's got, what he's, what he's gone through. I don't care that Thanos is like treating him like a boy. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like his big um, hammer thing, but uh, that's pretty cool. I care about that. <laughs> Well, it was like a judge, I think. Was yeah. I think to, to, to shout, out, yeah, shout out to the weapons for the phase two rigor. Um, <laughs> I think, to be fair, David, you said, oh, maybe this isn't the Thanos that we see later. Well, technically it is, because in the end game, we go back to this exact moment. So, Ooh, I actually have a... Oh, that's technically, yeah. we, this is the Thanos that we see later. Okay, Bit of a... You got me there. You got me there. Easter egg. Start, 
Oh. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's all good. A bit, of a, a bit of an Easter egg on that. So both James Gunn and Joss Whedon had no idea where the MCU was going in regards to the whole Infinity thing. So that's why, like, we, I think we talked about it, how Thanos was so different in Avengers 1. Yeah, yeah. But apparently it's like the actual starting point of where we get the Thanos that we get in Infinity War and Endgame. Like, James Gunn had no idea what they were up to. So mm-hmm. he kind of had to set set up a cameo for Thanos and the Infinity Stones in this movie towards what geared up to be what we got in Endgame and all that and Infinity. Mm. Mm. But could you still say, like, even though they eventually resolved and be like, look, Thanos by this point was still an angry type guy who's very, but by the time he hit Infinity War, everything he went through made him a lot more sympathetic. But we can still basically say at this point, they were trying to go off what they were doing in the first Avengers, which is, He's a ruthless dictator. He's a ruthless, soulless type dude. Yeah, yeah. there were more. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't. You didn't think you were going to have that whole. I guess, what was it? You, you, there wasn't a show to Thanos's vision yet. No. Out, outside of uh, power gain. Yeah. There was actually some kind of deep and questionable morals to it, mm. but there was purpose. Mm. Another thing I wanted to bring up was oh. The character is played by this guy. I think his name's pronounced Jimon Honsu. Um, I forgot the name of the character. He's the guy that Star Lord says, "Oh, I'm Star Lord." He goes, "Who?" You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that before the movie was coming out, the actor was saying how he wanted to play the role because he was upset that his kids didn't have like superhero toys that represented the African American culture and all that. So I was really expecting to play this full on, like you know, like a top notch superhero. But I was a bit shocked when I found out he was just playing a henchman. But yeah. I still think he played the role well. But yeah, it was just mm. interesting. Yeah. His, kid, his kids obviously didn't watch Thor because Heimdall's in it. So <laughs> Did he get a cool toy? Did I? I don't surely, know. <laughs> surely Heimdall got a cool toy. He opens the damn Bifrost. Surely he gets a toy. <laughs> he deserves one if he did it. Yeah, that's true. Also, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays Falcon. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, true, true. <laughs> we actually already had Mackie. that, yeah. Wait, yeah. did this come out before Winter Soldier? Yeah, no, maybe No, it after. came out after. No, after. after. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was but the same year though, wasn't it? No. The filming time is very similar. Like, I think I heard this one was around the same time as, fil- being filmed the same time as Thor. Either Dark way, World. Heimdall's been around for forever at this point, so... <laughs> uh, as well as that Idris Elba's really a superhero to all of us, so he's been around forever, so... Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite scene in this movie is the prison scene. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that was the highlight for this whole movie for me. That's when they all come together. You got a show of, I think more of a bit more of rocket, I'd say. Mm. Um, and I did, I like that. It wasn't, it was more fun the way they did it. You know, we talked about it, like how montages Marvel isn't great with doing montages. And I like when, <laughs> Rocket, you know, usually when they're explaining a prison outbreak in movies, like they say one thing and then it cuts to another scene where they're getting the thing. It actually happens. In this one, they just straight up do it, which is good. Well, I think that's that's because of what Groot does, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this, this and that. And then he's already gone and started initiating. Uh, It's really funny in this one. Can I ask a question on that? Did anybody, like obviously it's a funny moment and blah, blah, blah. But did any of you see it coming that like rocket just wanted the leg for a laugh like did you actually no, think that no, he wanted the leg like I thought he wanted yeah. the leg yeah 
Yeah, right. Yeah. And then it's an that, ongoing cause, joke. Because that's, that's like an all time moment in the movie. Like when he does that, like, he just wanted to see how, what his reaction was to the guy hopping around. And, and then he broke that guy's eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I agree. And the thing is, with this, with the whole prison, it's like, it's a scene, right? I get, but there's so many scenes that happen in that whole little section of the movie. Mm. Like, you know, where they sort of stick up for Gamora, where sort of you, you do, I think, for the, not for the first time, but Groot really stands out, especially when he goes up and sort of takes down the big bully in the, in the prison. Yeah. Um, you had the interactions between Chris Pratt and that one sort of officer who takes his music and all that kind of yeah. stuff. There's like mm. heaps of little moments that build up to this sort of one big section. Mm. And I think it's kind of hard to overlook. Uh, it's kind of hard to put any other section of the movie, I guess, on par with that one section of the movie. I think it we might- said it. Yeah. Uh, what worked well in this movie, they weren't building character for individuals. They are building character for the group as a whole. Yeah. 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 That worked really well in this one. I did think though when they got to nowhere, some parts in that kind of dragged. For, for yeah, me. yeah, that's when I started to drop off a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like the scene in the casino where, like, you know, we we get a bit more about um, Rocket and you know how he yeah. feels about things. But I don't know. I didn't like. It sounds bad, but I don't really care about the whole. I like the idea when Drax has to go after Thanos in regards to the whole killing the family. But yeah, again, yeah. it sounds like I really hate Ryan. It's not that I hate Ryan. I just, I just don't feel the whole <laughs> do. emotion of, you know, because like Ryan doesn't really care that he's killed the family. He's like, oh, maybe yeah. I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remember this anyway. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 What are you going to say, Robin? Uh, just a quick comment that the third Guardian's one of the things they'll focus on is Rocket's uh, story, like the the whole experimentation, like who did who did it to. Him. Yeah, I feel like Dude, I heard somewhere that they're going to explore Brandon that. Fraser. Sorry, <laughs> George of the Jungle. He was experimented in the jungle by George. As <laughs> a deleted scene in the first movie. Turns <laughs> out Rocket Raccoon is the first trial for Wolverine. <laughs> That's actually cool, but like, that's actually. They're gonna take him to whatever that guy's base is. <laughs> William Stryker. Uh, yeah, William Stryker's oh. base. Oh, I haven't had William Stryker in so long. I'm gonna go watch X2. Sorry, keep going. Go what, go what are we talking about? I don't know. Go to the jungle. Once we get on George of the Jungle, we were. You heard you something were talking about Ronan. And no, you were talking about the exper- experimentation of Rocket, and then you started. Yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Sorry, I was gonna I was gonna say they're gonna explore that in George of the Jungle three, but we really need to get off this train. <laughs> they're gonna explore it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's the rumor. They're gonna yeah, have yeah. like the person who created Rocket and yeah, that's that was Brendan it. Brendan Fraser might be. You know, we can we can have a, an online petition for that. We'll talk about that after the podcast. But <laughs> I mean, at this stage, Rocket is sort of the only one who you need to really look into, right? Because like. Chris Pratt, obviously, we, I mean, Star-Lord, we know how he came about. Gamora, we sort of know enough, and we're not sure if she's even if she's going to be alive in Volume yeah. 3. Oh, yeah, it's a different different version of Gamora. Alive, but, yeah, is it, are we going to... Do we need to see anything? Because we've already sort of seen how she came up, aside yeah. from actually, like, how Chance was saying, they skipped um, the whole middle section of Star-Lord, which I agree with. I think that was fine. Gamora would sort of be the same thing. 
Like, mm. we saw how she was when she was little. I don't think we need to see her whole build up and being an assassin or whatever. Um, Groot is a tree. <laughs> like, and Drac- I don't know, man. Like, where did the tree come from? <laughs> who, pl- who planted it? Was it Brandon Vazza? <laughs> did you not see Lord of the Rings 2? <laughs> is, that, is that the tree that Brandon Fraser has to watch out for? <laughs> oh, man, I hate this. <laughs> That's the it's tree not- he lives in. Groot's the tree that he lives in. Watch, Watch out, out. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, freaking hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was I saying? Who else can we focus on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rocket's it the only one who sort of hasn't been, um, like, hasn't been explored as a character. And he's kind of like, they joke about it in... Infinity War. He's like kind of the other leader in the group. Like he's very resourceful. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, also, um, coming off that whole thing about Gamora, I know this is a bit away from Guardians, but I was of the understanding in Endgame when you know the whole snap happened, they're all gone. So everyone that came through the portal's gone. So how could Gamora still be alive? It was it was a different, wasn't it? Her from a different time. Yeah, but from Thanos's time. But Thanos went. So like. When Tony snapped, it was like, oh, all those dudes who came from the other time, oh, right. they're all gone now. I think it's a hard, well, okay, so the way I took it, and this is maybe going ahead to Endgame podcast, yeah. but like, the way I took it was like, it's a heart thing. So he's snapping, going, everything that's like, these guys that are evil, I want to obliterate them oh, from okay. being evil. So like, he wants to get rid of them. So when he snaps, it's not like he's snapping specifically and being like, I want to get rid of everybody that's come through the portal or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. I think he's snapping being like, I want to get rid of Thanos and what he's done. And yeah, so like, yeah. I don't think Gamora would be included in that because like she had a change of heart to be like, go against him sort of thing. Oh like, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I look at it. It's more of a heart. Oh, okay. snap, that not makes a... sense. But like, imagine there's like one of the aliens with like actual morals. <laughs> like one of the things. <laughs> <crazy. laughs> Like, you I don't want to be for my family. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an after credit scene, and he's just like, he's just like standing around me, like, what do I do with this? Like, <laughs> Turns out that alien is also played by Jimon Honsu or whatever. <laughs> 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 no, okay, he finally got an action figure. You'll be pregnant. But can, can oh. I ask a question on that? Because like, I guess it's kind of relevant with this movie because obviously. The, the time period they go back to in Endgame is this movie. If somebody dies in the Marvel Universe from now on, can they just go back in time to a different alternate universe and bring them back to this universe and they're alive again? Is that like, can that happen? Because obviously, if like... I feel like we'll find out with Gamora. I guess technically, yeah, right. yeah but I feel like there'll be that whole, like, Doctor Strange being like, no, we can't, al- like, we can't alter time, we can't go in. Ooh, true. Yeah, right. Because I was just going to say, just go and get Uncle Ben, because we, then we can finally find out who his cast is. <laughs> go and get Toby Maguire, who also severely needs to be recast. Wow, imagine if Toby Maguire was cast as Uncle Ben. That would be interesting. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. They need to make that happen. Or Brenner. Yeah, yeah, uh, to your point, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Technically, they could do whatever they want, right? Uh, I, think so. yeah. I feel like, yeah, with Doctor Strange... I guess heading up the new Avengers multiverse too. Right. Yeah. Is, 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 yeah, is multiverse it a movie madness. about the multiverse? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he'll sort of be like the one who's like, no, we can't because it'll mess with the timelines and it'll mess with time and space. And yeah, hopefully we'll see consequences of something of people. Typical, typical Cumberbatch, no fun. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you guys didn't rate uh, Doctor Strange. Alright. Uh, um, what's his name? Flipping. Have we done Doctor Strange? Oh yeah. 
Phase oh, three. Thin guy. Uh, the guy that raises Yondu. 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 Let's talk, we oh, what do we think of him? Yondu. Michael Rook like is Yondu. great. Michael Rook is really good. Um, I, I know you say you don't like him in... You don't. <laughs> you feel nothing for him in the second one. <laughs> Who said that? You're not saying that to me, are you? Yeah. You, I did not you? say that. Oh, just his funeral... Because <laughs> dra- he said his funeral I just, just dragged out. I said his out. funeral was too long. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have enough emotional connection to him. <laughs> to care. I didn't say I don't feel anything in regards oh, okay, to him. Okay, all right. <laughs> I like Yondu. <laughs> That's the way I understood it. <laughs> Are there any funerals in the MCU that you enjoy, David? Like, have you well, enjoyed I enjoy it per se, but I appreciate Tony. Tony Stark's funeral was way too long. Too many characters, <laughs> too many people. Tony Stark's. Uh, is there any other funeral? Spoiler, by the way, Tony Stark dies. Well, te- technically, Thor the Dark World is one big funeral, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I hold Tony's funeral in higher regard, but that's because we've had so many movies to earn that funeral. Well, I mean, it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing with Yonder, right? We see in this movie, like, we, I don't really get the father vibe. I get the vibe of he's like the dodgy uncle that's using you for his own benefit. Yeah. That's what I get him as that vibe. So, and, that's, and that's a fine vibe for this movie. But for the next one, it's like, I'm your father. And it's like, we got to immediately go, oh my gosh, Yondu was his father. And like, I believe that because at the time, Chris Pratt had just lost his dad and he was conveying the emotion of what he was going through. So wow, I deep cuts. From Chris Pratt's, I know, I wouldn't expect it. I didn't <laughs> know that. David. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know that. So when it's like Chris Pratt, contrast. Yeah, so when Chris Pratt's like, you know, up there with Yondu, he's like, Yondu, no, no. I, I believe that. But when it's the whole thing of he may have been your dad, but he ain't your daddy, or like all that sort of stuff, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, like. And then when it's like he's re- reunited with I don't know what they call the Ravagers or whatever, and Sylvester mm. Stallone's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's back with us, you know, and all that. It's just like I just don't feel anything. Like maybe I'm just a heartless person. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually don't mind both. I know it's very different, like the weird, creepy uncle towards. Oh, not creepy. <laughs> the the, creepy. the exploitive uncle towards yeah. the caring dad. I yeah. do kind of like it because it's, uh, I guess it's Marvel's thing, development. But I, I do get what you're saying, but I don't mind it. I just think it's just not completely, like, it's not developed enough. Like, yeah. I don't mind the transition. It's just not, it's the same thing with Nebula in this movie. In this movie, her and Gamora hate each other. And then the next one, they, you know, they try and make Nebula more of a, like a tragic hero and her and Gamora actually love each other and all that. Like, it works better later on in like Endgame and Infinity War because they've had all this time to develop it. But I just feel it's just too rushed between the two movies. They're just yeah. Getting, but yeah. And it adding to that, sense. I didn't really like Guardians 2 anyway, so. Mm. Oh, hot take. Hot take. I didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't enjoy Guardians 2. It was alright, but it wasn't. It wasn't. No. I liked Yondu, personally. I don't hate Yondu, guys. I actually <laughs> like Yondu. The, uh, <laughs> do we think that, whis- that arrow whistle is um, overpowered? Or? No, I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty overpowered. <laughs> That was pretty OP, that one scene where he takes out like <laughs> 20 people. Like 20 people. <laughs> I was like, what you, where's that been the whole movie? Well, if you yeah. can just do that, why have you not done all that the whole... If you can kill a spaceship <laughs> with an arrow, where's that been? responsibility. I yeah, just, obviously. 
How does it work? That's my <laughs> question. Oh, yeah, I, get it works. I get the whistle. Like, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't forget like that. that. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to add the, the mohawk and you're good. What's okay, more yeah, so okay? Is, is, it, is it all sort of joined up here? And that's why it all... Like, yeah. is it all sort it's, of a mental thing? Yeah, it's connected connected neurons. So does he need, need to whistle? whistle? Can he just think about oh, it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Was like, he, like, changes his pitch and he's like... <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he's making it go left and right. But if it's all up here, then is that just for sure? Like, is that... I mean, it's, it's a pretty good scare tactic, right? Because yeah, it's just, yeah. crap, when he starts to whistle, I need to run. But really... Yeah, that's true. I like that. Just yeah, just likes to whistle. I don't even need to whistle. I could just... Yeah, it could be just a theatrical thing, I'd say. Um, yeah. You associate that sound with that arrow and you're like, oh, crap, I'm about to die. Apparently, though, it's a nod to his comic book counterpart who uses just a bow and arrow. I don't know if it whistles, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, I, if I could whistle that good, I'd play a walk around doing it all the time, too, so... David, if you don't pick Yondu as your side character in the Phase 2 recap, I'm we so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> well, you better be pick thing. him then. To prove it, you better pick Yondu as your I'm side so character. I'm so glad that we haven't gone viral yet, because I just imagined all the comments being like, why do you hate Yondu, David? <laughs> you're, you're this, David. You're that, David. <laughs> How do you know we haven't gone viral? <laughs> yeah. We might be probably... viral in, like, the Republic of Chad or something. We just don't yeah. know. Or the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Yeah, the Republic of Chad. Vin Diesel's watching us. Yeah, right Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel come on the podcast. I'm Vin really Diesel deep in the right <laughs> If we could review this movie with Vin Diesel and Brandon Fraser, it would be awesome. <laughs> we think Brandon Fraser's thoughts were while watching this movie. George, George, George. <laughs> I could have played a better Star Lord. Did you see me in the Mummy? <laughs> great, great movies. I'd actually. <laughs> to be fair, just as a normal question. <laughs> Like it's sort of <laughs> back to Guardians. Basically. No, like it's sort of normal, but not oh. really. Like, would Brandon Fraser just go with me? It's really legit. Would he be a good Adam Warlock, or who would we cast as Adam Warlock? Oh, if no. we had to cast him. Nah, I think oh, if he if he hits Actually, him, he'll be alright. I think there was someone that his name had been put forward for Adam Warlock. Uh, give me a sec. There's I an Aussie they, actor I, I know that they've I, said I, to be up. Sorry, Kel. I feel like that guy out of um, oh, what's his name out of Aquaman, the the villain in Aquaman, could have been a good Adam. Patrick Moore. Wilson. Yeah, he could have been okay. Yeah, I just see him as Aquaman's brother. I okay, if he wasn't in Aquaman, go with me here. So IMDb on their poll for Adam Warlock casting, I'm really going to say the name, the main names. So Nicolaj Costa Waldo, which is the guy that plays um in Game of Thrones. I can't remember his name. Is Jamie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um, so there's him. There's Tom Hardy. I could see oh, Tom Hardy's played too. I love Tom Hardy. He's played yeah, too many not, characters. Not uh, Michael Hardy's Fassbender is also up there. Yeah, see, Michael Fassbender could work well as as Adam Warlock. I think. Well, especially like since they trashed the the X Men, and, and I hope they redo it. I like Jamie. He's got the look for Adam Viggo Warlock. Mortensen. So Aragon, which ties oh, yeah. in well with the whole end theme. Um. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he's a bit too big for me. Um, no, I want Matthew McConaughey. Just for all right. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, I can see that. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. No, Andrew Lincoln, who is um, from... I was going to say Last of Us, but it's... No, Walking <laughs> Dead. Last of Us, yes. Uh, Sam Worthington. Yeah, that's... yeah. Zac Efron. 
I want Zac Efron. I think he's got the look. You know who else? Want on the young, actually, so, young Harrington as well is here. Um, they also on this poll, Mina Masood, who, if you don't know, is the guy that played Aladdin. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I don't mind yeah. that kid, but they're not as Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty pretty young. Zach Efron, you reckon? Yeah. Can you I, add I a poll? Jamie, can, Jay, can, sorry, go. Can you add Brendan Fraser? Is there a section to add? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't want to add him because he'd be a landslide and he'd be locked in. <laughs> <laughs> With the Nike shoes? <laughs> be honest, but I just don't want to lock him in as Adam Warlock when he could potentially be the next Captain America. Speaking of which, yeah, sponsor. True. True. <laughs> oh. But be honest, but if they like said tomorrow, George of the Jungle is now going to be in the MCU, <laughs> would you question it? I, I wouldn't. It's like, I'll be like, <laughs> I, I, and I'd send them a link to this podcast saying that we, <laughs> we, we, yeah. we appreciated this. We, we did more than say, I am Groot. Like, the people we, in the Dominican Republic are demanding. <laughs> <laughs> is the talking gorilla going to be there too? From George of the Jungle. <laughs> what is that, Ape? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ape. <laughs> Are they called Ape? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wow, this has gone far too long on George of the Jungle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the bag line that was the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. So there is a connection to the <laughs> That's <history>. true. <laughs> the fact that you know that, it makes me feel sick. <laughs> Sandman is great. So much time. And so is George of the Jungle. Like... What? Pretty noticeable. Notable. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely was. It was the same. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The he, comes, oh he comes to the jungle. Yeah, okay, I remember. And he fall, <laughs> because he falls in the poo. I remember that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In yep. number two, I think he does it again. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I'm actually questioning which movie have we talked more about? George of the Jungle. <laughs> this is just an amalgamation of Fast and Furious, George of the Jungle. Uh, a sprinkle of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my we'd be the only, the only movie podcast in the world that's ever spoken about George of the Jungle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how did we get here? Oh, no. uh, um... Adam Warlock, that's how we got here. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to comment on it. I feel like I've got to be the Malik of this group. Do you question their power? And their, like, it's so inconsistent. Of who? Also, like, there's a bit where I'm very confused as to how strong Gamora is. Because mm. she, like, Groot, like, wraps her up in the... Uh, in his branches, and then she just breaks out. And then later in the prison, she's just manhandled by... <laughs> like a couple of scrawny little prisoners. Mm. I'm a bit confused about that. Um, I'm not sure how strong Drax is supposed to be. He seems like a really strong guy, and then he just gets wrecked by Ronan. Yeah, and I understand Ronan. But he was drunk. Yeah, that's true. In that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He was no, drunk in that scene. Drunk? Oh, no, they're both, they're both drunk. drunk too. Um, uh, the whole thing with Gamora, I feel like it also comes down to like how tightly was Groot actually trying to hold her. Yeah, true. Right, like there's, uh, I think there's too many variables. Mm. Well, there's one, but <laughs> uh, to be honest, I couldn't care less about like the physics of all this. Like, it's no. a, it's a fun space movie. Like, just take also, it. I want to say this. Do you know the song Pina Colada? Yeah. Uh, yes. If you love getting it, caught in the rain, do you know what it's actually about? I found this out recently. George of the Jungle. No, like, <laughs> so it's about a guy that's cheating on his wife, <laughs> and he goes to meet up with another chick. And then when he meets up with her, it's his wife. Because his wife went and did the same thing. 
So they went to go cheat on each oh, other. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. I just yeah, went, yeah, yeah. But it's like it changes the movie for me because I think it's just a nice song about pina colada. But then I listen to it, I just think about this couple cheating on each other, and then they get back together and they drink pina coladas. So I don't know. It's just a random fact. Which is I guess a... is meant to be a romantic thing, but I can see it's... how it hits different. Is it <laughs> sounds a... like it sounds like every rom com to me? <laughs> is it an allusion to uh, what happened between Ego and all his women? <laughs> 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 so instead of cheating on one woman, you cheat on all of them. Oh, so yes. just to clarify for anybody listening, Pina Colada is now about her ego had sex with multiple women. I like my favorite thing about that was how Zeta was while he was saying it, he realized and he's like, "Fucking!" Just telling your tone, you were like, "Is that like a?" Oh. <laughs> But apparently, Boy, there's more to those mixtapes. Like, uh, there's like a message from his yeah, mom. his mom, right? To his dad or mom? Yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So final thoughts on the movie. I think that I just I went and had a look at my um my list of what I rated it. It was in my I think it was my fourth in in the Marvel universe. I rate it very highly. Um, I think it was a great movie. It's one I'll watch over and over. Well, I guess I'll carry on. Yeah. His laptop died. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. Uh, well, well, I'm pretty sure he was going to give it a good score. 8.9 <laughs> out of 10, if you're wondering. <laughs> Damn, all um, that George of the Jungle talk. Yeah, right. We just dragged it on too long. We're like, no more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I, going off the back of what Chansey said, I actually had this top six, uh, well, in, in the sixth slot. So, it, again, for me, it's pretty high as well. Um, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's an easy movie to come into, especially even, if, even though you know nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it did really well at being able to introduce, but not overwhelming anybody who didn't know. Again, I didn't know anything about him, and I didn't feel overwhelmed just personally when I was watching the film. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of this movie, I'm going to rate it... I'm going to give it like an 8.7 out of 10. Okay. That's pretty high. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, yeah, well, I mean, okay, it's top cool. six. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm, I mean, and I might change that number later, depending on how I feel about other movies. To be honest, I hadn't really thought about the number out of 10. Mm. Um, but I just, I liked everything. I liked sort of the, how the storyline flowed. I liked the music behind it. I liked getting to know the characters when I first watched it. Yeah, pretty high. Um, well, for me, um, yeah, all right. So, yes, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, Look, I, to me, this is like the Avengers, as in it's a quality movie. Uh, I like it. I like its style. I like what it goes for. But because it's an origin story, it doesn't go too in depth for me. It doesn't explore the characters enough for me. So because of that, I, I can't give it more. And I can't say like I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it as much as other sort of films in the MCU that I've mentioned before. Yeah. But in saying that, I do appreciate its style. I do appreciate its casting. I like the risks it takes. And yeah. Yeah. And also, on a side note, George of Jungle got 57% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it, wildly incorrect. Yeah, I know. Like, what, what the heck? <laughs> um, so I have this movie as ninth. It's interesting. I, again, I, I put it above Avengers 1. And I rated Avengers 1 7.7. I'll probably give this a similar 7.7 or maybe an 8, maybe 7.7. But again, I just respect the fact that you gave us an origin of a group without actually 
having any origin movies beforehand. And I like that it was a sci-fi <clears throat> movie that was kind of a different take on what you'd expect from from sci-fi genre. And yeah, the big letdown in this for me was Ronan. But the movie has a good place in regards to the galaxy realm, the cosmic realm adds on to that um, space aspect. And we're introduced to the stones, which is yeah, the crux of the Infinity Saga and Thanos as well. Um, Check out Jordan's Jungle. I'm sure it's on Netflix. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Rare. Rare. There's only three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Work.